Welcome to Scatcast, episode 62. Fuck. Already contributing a lot of positivity, Steve. I've already been here all week recording these, and now I gotta sit here with you and talk about them. Well, the Skitscat Gnomes and I have been busy working on six brand new Skitscats. Skitscat Gnomes? I don't fucking know, Steve. It's Scatcast 62 fucking go. Alright, real quick update on the first interactive scat books. They are done. We are ordering all the stuff for the box sets. Terrible. Special shout out to all of you guys that ordered the Mr. Fuggles VIP sets. Ugh. I'm going to rush these things as fast as I can, but I'll let you know on this show as soon as I get them that I'm going to send them to you. Now, I know it's already taken a few weeks, but here we're trying shit. No, I'm super excited about these books, but you know what, Steve? What? Well, I'm kind of getting sick of your rather negative attitude, buddy. No, don't you fucking start this. It's too late, Steve. You done did it. No, I did not, and it is not too late. Oh, I already found a beat, Steve. Oh, fuck. Get ready to get beat down by my beat, Steve. Yeah, whatever, bitch. Seriously, though, Steve, I want you to feel this as I beat you down with it, baby. Yeah, bring it, sweetie. Steve, I'm trying, not denying. Listen to you, I've been crying. But you're not my employee, Steve. You're a voice that lives inside of me. For a year now, we've been working here. Bad attitude, it won't disappear. But it's always making everyone feel bad, 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 Steve. Oh, well. If you want to be a better employee, really. instead of just a voice in my head, then we should interlude. Until we find a way Maybe with this badass beast no. See why don't you move your feet no. And shake your booty, shake your booty Steve. I don't really feel like it's act I can take it all back, but it's whack Now I'll kick in the little Zack Crack Zack Don't give me no flack back, Zack Crack Cause it smells like ass Well it's been a while Since we interluded That's true But we're interluding now Steve yep. and I'm confused and dumb And we're interluding And this interlude is Getting longer than I wanted And then another two we should knock it off. Then we should knock it off. Then we should knock it off. We turn this shit off right now. Get to the show. Can't stop interluding. Can't stop interluding. Can't stop interluding. Somebody push a button. That's me. Can't stop interluding. Steve, I'm interluding. Won't you push a button? Fuck me, I am interluding. Oh, yeah, I got it. All right, that was a bit more than I intended. I hate you so much. Yeah, I feel that. Good. We've got six skit scats for you, including three Nurse Fairy Rhymes, brand new. Fucking three. We've got Puss in Boots, Broken. The Princess and the Pea, Ruined. and The Little Mash Girl. Sad and ruined. It is sad. Plus, we've got a Liam the Monster Hunter and a Gunner Halifax. Ugh. But let's start it all off with a little science. Ah, shit. Inside my mind, go. Ooh, inside So I'm back to doing science again with the sciencey folk. They want to see what a walking dildo thinks. Basically, and I went to the mall this week for the first time in forever. Wait, malls still exist? They sure do, Steve. Now get the Okay, we are in the mall, and we are basically alone in the mall. Wait, why the fuck are we at the mall? Yeah, it feels like it's for somebody else. Shouldn't we be doing something selfish? We should be at home playing with the dick. No, everybody calm down. It smells like Cinnabon. With the dick out. Remember when we used to pick up girls at the mall? No, calm down, Ego. No girls ever fucking liked us from the mall. No, there was that one time. No, now we're lying to ourselves, Ego. She was kind of into me. She's not your door. Now, let's figure out what the fuck we're here for and get the fuck out. All right, I'm accessing the memory banks. We're here for a gift. Yeah, I feel like this is why Amazon exists. Yeah, but we procrastinated. I like doing things that I like to do. Dick out. Alright, there's a specific gift that we have to get. It's like engraved and shit. Okay, this doesn't feel like a gift for someone that we care about. No, we're doing a favor for someone that we care about for someone that they care about. How much do we care about this person? It's Mrs. Scriptkeeper, you douchebag. She's pretty cool, I guess. Yeah, she touched my peppy. Dick out. She's the best. You don't deserve her out of her league. Whatever, she's touched our dick already. Yay! Alright, so again, why the fuck are we at the mall? Let's just get in and out. Dude, I wonder how long before, like, nature reclaims this mall. Alright, who the fuck let curiosity in here? We're trying to get in and out. Well, ever since we left Time Suck, I think we've been stoned every day. That might be a problem. Yeah, I don't feel like that's a problem. 
problem. And that feels like the solution to the problem. I'm with whatever malevolent emotion he is. I like weed. Cinnabon. Hungry. Oh, fuck you, Cinnabon. God damn it. Well, technically, they advertise through their scent and do an excellent job. Shut up, nerd. No, he's right, though. It's working on me. Hungry. Nobody. We're not spending $11 on a super sugary treat. Hungry. Nobody. We have cinnamon buns at home. No, we have crappy cinnamon buns at home. And I'm pretty sure our son ate all of them. Yeah, that checks out. Hungry. We are here to buy a present for someone else who's buying it for someone else. Well, we should go to a store that we like and steal things. Fuck yeah. Absolutely not. Piece of shit should steal. Yep. We are not stealing for fuck's sake. One time I stole something and it made me feel bad. That, that's right, inner child. And we learned a fucking lesson, didn't we, guys? We don't need to steal. Ah, please don't steal, don't steal, don't steal. The economy depends on people not stealing. I like other people's things. We have not stolen anything since the first grade. I still like other people's things. Sometimes I like to put boogers on other people's things. God damn it, you know there's scientists listening to this. Yeah. Eh, fuck those nerds. <laughs> anyway, that's not embarrassing at all. I love science very much. Whatever, shovelcock. And I've enjoyed working with the scientists to science my brain. They're pretty gentle most of the time. You're just doing it for money. I can Smell the cartoon, Steve. That's actually bong water. Angus spilled that when Dave was smoking. Fucking Angus! Inside my mind, I'm a piece of shit, and I'm sorry to my mama. All right, let's move on to a series you guys know. It's Liam the Monster Hunter. Hate. And although we fast-forwarded six months in the wizard quickening... No it, one cares. It, it's still going on or something. Ugh. All right, Marnie, a shit, go. Liam the Monster And so Liam and his fucking assholes are doing things in Marnie again. Near a place called Boinkerville in the dark elf forest. And I'm blown the fuck away, we're still fucking doing this. But we've read your emails if we skip a single fucking week, so here's some more Liam. Dearest Velveeta, have you heard of booby cubes? Yeah, I'm not a fan. Yeah, no one cares what you think. Yeah. I think booby cubes are kick-ass. Yeah, Arby's and I are both supportive of the cubed boobies movement. Fuck yeah. I'm more of an ass man myself. Yeah, shut up, dick. Just like a good booty. Anyway, Velveeta, for the last several months I've been fucking around with my newly discovered magical powers. All those Poor, poor squirrels. Yeah, they run from me now. Fuck. But we got the whole crew reunited. The wizard. Yeah. There's Arby's the bard. It's Arby's you twat. We've got Barfield the sometimes man, sometimes pigeon. Leave me out of this. And the hobbits are still with us for some reason. Fuck Yeah, they're kind of sore at me because sometimes my magic powers aren't just destroying squirrels' lives. Yeah, you randomly levitate shit. Yeah, unfortunately, mainly in my sleep. It's been a real bummer. Yeah, fuck Yeah, I levitated the hobbits when I was sleeping. Got right over an active volcano. You motherfuckers, yeah. I never trust Jesus. What was your fault for? having another fucking magic ring. Well, we like the shiny rings. Yeah, we like rings as well. Fucking hobbits. Yeah, we're fucking hobbits. Right, whatever. And also dicks here. Yellow. And even though I'm on the other side of the continent from you, Velveeta, my boobs, it's still nice to be back in Marnie. Yeah, yeah, are you done? Not yet, Velveeta. Yeah. In case I die, we're headed to the Dark Elf Forest. Yeah, there's creepy shit here. And I feel like I should tell somebody this. The Elf Blood River is actually made of elf's blood, so you should avoid that if you ever come east. God damn it, we're almost where we're going. Right, right, Velveeta, please keep your vaginals free of other dudes' weens. Best regards, Liam, your poon. Slayer. Oh, Where's one yet? Well, I don't know. Knock it off, you fuck. Say that shit in your head, you nimrod. Right, well, what are we doing again? We're hunting a wizard named Tofung. Yeah, this wizard quickening shit is boring as fuck. Well, I'm sorry, it can't be more entertaining for you. Well, these wizards don't even care to fight the likes of us. That, that's a good thing. Yeah, be thankful we're not allowed to attack you amateur, sophomoric, half-muggle bitches. Father, sorry, I've been doing a lot of smurf pissing lately. And so deeper and deeper our dingleberries went into the dark elf forest. And while they were hunting a wizard, was something else hunting them? Yeah. For sure something else was on them. I hope they die. Let's go.
go. Whoa, horse, whoa. Yeah, I don't think you want me to whoa here. I think what you mean is haul ass, horse, haul ass. Yeah, shut it down, Dick. Oh, fuck, fine. <laughs> this is a place. Yeah, can you feel them with your wizard senses or whatever? Well, I'm certain I could, but that's his address right there. Oh, oh. Yeah, okay. you guys? Oh, fuck, what is it, Dick? Well, I smell that wizard asshole that we're hunting. Excellent. And it's weird how none of you wizards wash your assholes. Yeah, yeah. Wash your asshole, wizard. Blah, blah. Yeah, but there's something else out there. Right, what kind of something else? Yeah, is it something Barfield has to protect us from? Right, well, that happens every time, so probably. Right, will you just tell us what it is? Well, I'm pretty sure it's a pibbity sploops the source, Liam. What? Oh, shit. No. Why don't I know about these things? Well, it's a real Marnia original, Liam. Yeah, they're real fucking stupid, but they're dangerous. I used all the dragon semen to make that potion for Liam. It didn't even help me. It just made my stupid tail talk. Hello. Hello. It's made masturbation very awkward. Well, we've only got a few minutes to decide what we're going to do here. Right, so a plibbity spoops? We're fucked. Yeah, we're going to go hide under a rock and do some drugs. Yeah, drugs is under a rock. Have fun. Right, so what kind of creature is this? Was my sword going to help? Oh, I doubt it, but you've been pretty much useless the whole time. Right, well, I'm scared, father. Hey, should be. We're probably going to die. I didn't think we were going to run into a plibbity spoops. There's always a chance in the dark elf forest. Right, so what are we going to do? Now, we should probably either run or, like, figure out a spiritual situation. Well, there's only one thing we can do. I'll get you smurfs. Oh, nice. No, not that. Hold on. Although, okay. remember that. Right. No, we're at Tofung the Tweed's house. I'm going to knock on his little mushroom door, and we're going to go in, and he'll fucking, you know, give us some tea, and then I'll kill him. Well, that's a way better option than being piddly spoops poop. No, seriously. Yeah, well, this might be kind of awkward. Is it because Tofung thinks you're a cunt from back in wizard school? Oh, yeah, probably that, but also, you know, the quickening thing where I have to cut his head off. Oh, yeah, that's right. And so the wizard knocked on Tofung's door, only to discover that Tofung was no more. He'd already had his head chopped off, but it wasn't by a wizard. So now we're investigating a wizard's mushroom house. Goddamn, I've always wanted to get one of these for Velveeta and I. Now, do you mind? I'm looking at a dead wizard here. What happened to Tofung? Well, it looks to me like something bit his fucking head off. Well, it's probably one of them plebity spoops. Yeah, most likely. Holy fuck. Yeah, we're really boned. Tofung was way better at magic than me. Oh, goddamn. Hey, that's good news for me. I don't have to fight him. Rapid the plebity spoops. Yeah, hold on a second. Father, what are you doing? I'm going through Tofung's fucking pockets. Why? That's disrespectful. The fuck it is? This guy's got money coming out of his asshole. Yeah, this is a pretty nice place. Yeah. A chandelier in a mushroom house. I like it. Goddamn it, Father. What? I'm for sure selling this wand. Wait, can I have it since I just have a stick? Get the fuck out of here. What? I just have a stick. Tofung's wand is worth more than your future chitrin. Yeah, whatever, wizard. Yeah, hey, horse outside. Just want to let you know bad shit's going well, down. that's obvious. Tofung was able to live here. Maybe he's got something to fight off the plibbity spoops. Right, that's a good idea. Yeah, you guys look for that. I'm looking for his dragon semen stash. God damn it, father. Right, what about that staff up there? Oh, I called dibs on that, too. I'm asking to kind of help us with the spibbity dibbity. Yeah, fuck all you, it's mine. Now, to fight these fucking things, we need our weapons dipped in the tears of mermaids. Yeah, of course. Fucking mermaids. It's not mermaid tears. Yes, it is. It's Jabberwocky sweat. No, that's for wear donkeys. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I was good at this in school. Right, well, here's a big jar of Jabberwocky sweat. Right, and here's a vat of mermaid tears. All right, well, let's just dip our weapons in both those and we'll be fine. Yeah, that is not how magic works. Yeah. Horse outside. Shit's going down. Well, let's dip our shit in something. And so these characters that were following for some reason went outside. And they realized that was stupid, so they brought the horse inside and they fucking battened down the hatches. And the hobbits were under a rock or something. Who knows? But here's our cunts awaiting their certain doom. Yay. Dearest Velveeta, I'm about to be eaten by a fuckload of plibbity spoops. If you've got a smirk, Now's the time to pee. I'm sorry I came to this, Belby. I was hoping to look upon your beautiful, beautiful titties one more time. And I will say you're right about the mushroom houses. They're very sturdy. Yeah, but it's not going to hold up forever. Put that shit down. I'm writing my dying letter to my love. Yeah, how are you going to mail it? Yeah, I was going to ask you, could Ariola hook up a dude? She's on a mission. Fuck. Staying away from you's a mission. Fuck you, old man. You guys, what are we going to do? I'll dip my weapons in Jabberwocky sweat. No, that's wrong. Whatever, then you dip your goddamn weapons in mermaid piss or whatever. It's mermaid tears. Because I've seen you blow dragons out of the sky with spells. 
You got nothing? Now these creatures are immune to magic. That's the only way they can live in this forest since every other fucking creature's magical. I really hate Marnie. Yeah, yeah, you dip your shit, I'll dip mine. It sounds like there's hundreds of them out there. Well, then you better stretch out. Yeah, Barfield's right. We need like a bottleneck or some shit. Fight them one or two at a time. Well, they're gonna bust through that door any minute. Right, so what should I tip my arrows with? I don't think it matters since you never hit anything. Eat shit in a sack. Liam, look at me. What is it, Appalachia? Look at me. What? Dip your goddamn arrows in mermaid tears. All right, fine. Whatever, dumb. No, I hate being your horse. Yeah, I know. Now wait, father, look. Now please tell me it's a portal mirror so we can portal mirror the fuck out of here. Wait, now that's a thing? That's always been a thing. Well, I feel like that's a new thing. Yeah. Now, father, it's a book on the Plymouth Spoopasaurus. Oh, that's probably useful. God damn it, there's gotta be something in here. Fuck. Yeah, read faster. Fuck. Yeah, learn. Come on, shit. Learn harder. Anatomy, mating habits, eating habits. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're getting a front row seat to their eating habits. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the hobbits have already fucking experienced that. Yeah, poor fucking hobbits. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah. Oh, you guys, look, I found it. You found a spell that can defeat these fucks. No, it's the mermaid tier thing. I was right about the mermaid tears. Yeah, fuck, whatever. Even with the mermaid tears, I don't even have enough fucking arrows for all these things. Yeah, I guess we're fucked. I'll keep reading, but it says you're immune to magic. Well, what the fuck do these things look like? Well, they're very much like a Mr. Fuggles. Oh, goddamn. But they got bigger horns, bigger red rockets, more titties, glowing red eyes, immunity to magic, bushier tails, and worst of all, they act and think like a hive mind. Oh, worst of all is their big fucking teeth. Yeah, they got like teeth that act like chainsaws. They're weird. Well, I guess at least we'll die fast. Oh, you wish. Yeah, they're worse than cats. They'll fuck with you for hours, days even. Yeah, let's just say a plibbly spoopsosaurus as wiener even has teeth. Fucking Marnie. Yeah, this book does say that there's a whistle that will keep them away. A whistle? Yeah, it's a plibbly spoopsosaurus flute. Fucking Marnie. Well, you know Tofung had to do something to keep these motherfuckers from killing them every day. I guess let's spread out the house and look for him. I call his bedroom. These mushroom houses really are sturdy. Except for when they're tiny and you're pissing on them, am I right? Yeah. yeah. You're talking about smurf pisses. Yeah. Yeah, I do that. I get it. Yeah, let's just split up. And so our dumb fucking smurf pissers searched the mushroom house for a flute. And after about 30 minutes, they reconvened and tried to see if they found anything useful. Especially, you know, a flute. I hope they're eating. You know what I hope. Here we go. All right, tell me one of you cunts found a flute, because I did not. Yeah, I found this whistle. Oh, fuck. But I, every time I blow it... Son of a bitch, it God. doesn't make the things... Ah, oh, fucking, please stop that. I guess, well, horses can hear that. Right, well, the plippity spoops seem to be unaffected. Ah, oh, fucking stop doing that. I'm keeping this. Well, I found this. Well, that looks like a flute. I mean, I don't know. Well, it looks old and valuable. I claim that. God damn it, give me that back. No, that could be a valuable wizard's flute. I think I should have it, and I should be the one to play it. Yeah, just don't play that whistle again. Yeah, just one more time to make oh, sure. Oh, oh, stop. Ah, oh, you fucking monkey. <laughs> Will you just play the flute-looking thingy? Yeah, just give me a minute. Yeah, they're breaking through. Yep. Okay. Nothing's happening. Well, he's not good at it, that's for one. Hmm. Maybe you have to play, like, specific notes. I don't fucking know. I don't understand. Why don't you just whip it bibbity Holy... Whoa. What the fuck did you just do? Liam, you blew up something that wasn't a squirrel. Well, I blew up that Mr. Fuggles at one time. That's right. The Plibbity Spoopsasaurus is related to a Mr. Fuggles. They must all be part of the squirrel family. Goddamn. By the way, the other thing I found is this here fucking flute, and I think this one was probably the flute that worked. I guess we'll never know. Yeah. I'm gonna bring it with us anyway. The fuck you are? I call that. Goddamn it, father, you greedy loot hoarder. Fuck you, I've lived for thousands of years. I know the game. Yeah, fuck Marnia. Titty biscuits. Fuck. We eat good tonight as plippity spoopsasauruses are fucking delicious. Like super chicken. When seasoned properly. Oh shit, what does that mean? We gotta have the right seasoning. What'd you put on this meat, wizard? Just a concoction of spices. Yeah, dragon semen isn't a spice, is it? I mean, it is, but it's very expensive. Right, okay then. I mean, apparently old Tofung was rich as fuck because there was a whole bunch of it in his house and I stole it. Right. So I put a whole fuckload of it in the meat. God damn it. I'm enjoying it thoroughly. Well, you're not a pigeon anymore. Yeah, not for a while. Right, well, did you ever find the hobbits? No, I never really looked. No, yeah, me either. I wonder if they lived. Yeah, if you're wondering, they live. Oh, they did? I smell their stinky little buttholes. Well, where the fuck are they? Well, with the amount of flatulence, I'd say they passed out on drugs. That's our hobbit system. <laughs>
All right, fuck it. We're going to space. You guys ready? I just got done hating Marnia. Yeah, you played a tail. I hate you so much. That's yeah, the adventures of Gunnar Halifax. Ugh. It's a red shirt revolution. He's Gunner Halifax. He's gone beyond the moon, it's true. He's Gunner Halifax. He's seen the world from a different kind of view from He's you. He's Gunner Halifax. He's seen the pyramids on Mars. He's Gunner Halifax. He's flown his spaceship really far. He's Gunner Halifax. He is a secret space cadet. He's Gunner Halifax. He hasn't found an alien he wouldn't make out with. He's Gunner Halifax. Captain's bullshit. Stardate, no one gives a fuck. I've been inside the anus of a black hole god. What? Then was sent 9,000 years into the fucking future. No, I'm 94% sure that we're back at our own time. Now, Toaster, are you linked into the infinite? Yes, Captain. All right, who's the president of Plumalumba 4? Who the fuck? No, that checks out. Okay. All right, who's the one on Earth? Yeah, I don't know the fuck that last one was. Yeah, my data says that the ruler of Earth is Mickey Mouse. All right, that checks out, too. Yeah, that's always We're bad. back in our own time. Right, so if that's the case. I sure as fuck hope it is. Then our mission is to go to Tatooine. That's where we're going. To track down my Traitorous fucking red shirts. Yeah, they're actually more clones. I put them in red shirts. Right. But I cloned Fat Cat's Matthew Pinar. Right. Lucifina Lightbringer. Bobby Cubes. Jason Clayser. Uh, JK Bro. Right. Jasper Garland. <laughs> and Donald Fisher. I told you we shouldn't have cloned the Fat Cats. You didn't say any such thing. Whatever, computer. Yes, Lieutenant Piombi. Playback for the captain the time that I fucking said what I just said. Yes, Lieutenant. You shouldn't clone the Fat Cats. What the fuck ever? I don't care. No, they're too decent of motherfuckers. They're going to revolt and steal our shuttle. Whatever. I'm going to go get more drunk. I also have a way of the captain shitting himself right after that. Oh, I remember no. If you want. Oh, no, that won't be necessary. That sounds pretty funny. I find it humorous from a technical standpoint. Everyone shut their dumb faces. Ugh. Except for you, Toaster. Shut your toast holes. I have speakers, Captain? Somebody give me some bread. I'm shoving toast in the speakers. Whatever. We're headed to Tatooine. You want your shuttle back? What's the fucking plan? Well, I've heard there's some sort of red shirt revolution shit going on on Tatooine. Yes, it's true, <laughs> Captain. <laughs> fucking. Why the fucking. Duh. I'm gonna throw up. I sit next to you, you fuck. You're in like a blind spot that my brain creates. Whatever. There is a red shirt revolution. Alright, well, why are my crew members a part of it and how'd they find out about it? I don't know. Well, how the fuck did it start? He might just started from a couple of red shirts and got out of my lab. But you were fucking with red shirts? Yep, they're clones, they're wearing red shirts, and they're people, you yep. fucking idiots. Yep. Hug a tree, bleed a heart, whatever. Yep. You should have some respect for the living. Mm, right, okay. so Dr. Schmogie was genetically modifying these clones so that they could taste better? Oh, fuck. Now, having morals makes you a weak bitch in space, Lieutenant Bambi. Yep, go fuck yourself, Captain. See, there you go, that's better. Anyway, a few of them got out, and I think they learned some shit. Well, what do you mean they learned some shit? They got into my files and made themselves a lot smarter. Okay. They might have stole some really expensive military equipment. But, but did you say they stole expensive military equipment? Yikes, so what's their plan? All the red shirts are getting together and pooling their money. Oh, like a union? No, like a bunch of hippies, right? Yes, they're going to buy a spaceship, a big one that they all can live on. Oh, I was hoping it was something not like that. It's like a red shirt commune fucking flying in space. Well, what the fuck are my red shirts doing involved in this? This thing's got a pretty good marketing campaign, you know? Alright, well, I kind of want to wait till they succeed, build their ship, and then shoot that down. Right, I'm for that. You guys are fucking evil. Whatever, Lieutenant Bambi, you want to put a red shirt on, don't you? No, Captain, you put a fucking little target on the back of all of our red shirts that we hand out. That makes it easier for the enemy to target and kill them and not us. Fucking evil. They fucking play one fucking song on Tatooine. I'm fucking sick of it. Hey, well, keep your eyes open. We got a lot of space garbage in here. Uh, Captain's Diary, we're on Tatooine. We're in Moss Eisley. It's still a shithole. We're in a bar called, what's it fucking called? It's called Studio. No, that's right. A lot of cunts in here. Yeah, what the fuck are we doing in here? Well, we are probably the biggest cunts in here, Slap. Yeah, that's true. No, I'm here to meet somebody. You know, if we just worked a couple honest jobs, we could make enough money to, like, buy a new shuttle. Nope, these red shirts have to pay. Captain, I've been reading up on them, and they just want 
to be left no, alone. They're made of clone goo that I bought at the store. Again, they're people. Not in Seven Systems, Arkansas, Texas, and New Jersey. God damn it, Captain. No, look, we're here. We're going to find my contact. He's going to show us where my red shirts are. I'm going to get my shuttle back. Everything will be fine. Grammar, grammar, grammar. You're right, Wondermere. I am probably going to kill them. This is why there's a red shirt revolution. Because they're undisciplined. Because captains like you around the universe treat them like garbage. I bought them at the <laughs> store. They came in a tube. You're just evil. Nah. Oh, here's my guy. Fuck. God damn it. I thought Box Box died. It's difficult to kill a gun. So good to see you, Mr. Gunner. Yeah, quit grabbing my ass, Box Box. Hey, Box Box. I thought you died some. Nope, we're still alive. We might be clones, but we don't know it. Wait, what? Again, if you could be a bit more inconspicuous. Right, I've got a Gungan here. I'll try. You're still looking for the Bombard Red Shirt? Yeah, I'm looking for the traitorous red shirts in my space shuttle. Mainly the space shuttle. Okay, then. But also, if we could find the red shirts, I'd like to feed them to a Rancor or something. No, just a Rancor. You see, this is why I come here. Box Box, you're so well connected. Oh, no. Just a little social butterfly. You still got the candy bar? I got something better. How about a big bag of M&M's? Oh, give them to me. No, first I want you to show me exactly where my shuttle is. Miss no, miss no. All right, well, let's fucking go get it. First, you also have to change clothes. What do you mean I have to change clothes? This is my Han Solo look. Yeah, you look like a boomer douche. A boomer douche? We graduated at the same time. Right, but you dress like a boomer douche. Whatever, what are we supposed to wear? You also have to wear this. Uh... Wait a minute, those are red shirts. Uh-huh. Box, box, you want me to fucking wear a red shirt? Uh-huh. Oh, I hate your fishy Gungan face so much. Oh, this is fucking hilarious. Yeah, has been red shirt before. It's not so bad. Yeah, but these red shirts on, the odds of us surviving this mission are very, very low, dog. Did you just call me dog? Box, box. Yeah. You want this candy? Miss a really fucking dosa. Then let's do this shit. Put a red shirt on, sir. God damn it. All right, Captain's undercover diary. I gotta be quiet. We're, uh... Secretly at a red shirt rally. There's a fucking lot of red shirts. Now, who knew there were so many species of red shirts? Well, I think there's just a lot of folk that feel like red shirts are expendable. Oh, God, this is all energizing for you, isn't it? I love people standing up to the man. You're my lieutenant. It's you and me. We're the man. Well, power to the red shirts. Fucking hey, they don't deserve to be, like, killed all the time. Okay, I don't know about all these red shirts, but my red shirts came out of a tube. I know you keep saying that. Captain, how are we going to find your red shirts when this whole fucking group is red shirt? I don't know. Where's Dr. Smokey? Yeah, I'm here, Captain. Just, fuck. But you were looking for me. I just would prefer you and I had an audio only relationship. <laughs> What do you want? Well, first of all, you look fucking ridiculous in clothing. Hey, fuck you. And honestly, I think red is probably your least good color. Right, don't spray that in my face. Hey, yes, spray with Whatever. It. Fucking, anyway, listen. Hey, what? You know what my fat cat red shirts smell like? Hey, yes. All right, we'll find him, Dr. Schmokey. Find him. Hey, oh my God, Dr. Schmokey's not a fucking hound dog, Captain. No, Dr. Schmokey smokes hound dogs. Hey, yes. Really? Yes, they're here, Captain. Excellent, find him. Hey, I'll give you a Schmokey treat. Hey, can I just eat one of these red shirts? I don't know. Wait, have you had this super smell this whole time? Is my species evolved to have No, the, don't teach us. Yes, I've had it this whole time. I feel like that could have been handy like several times. Definitely many times. I like the last time. Right, I think we fired a bunch of riders and got new riders. Oh, here we go. Oh, we're fucked. Yeah, there's a good chance they're going to introduce like a baby character that we have to take care of and I'll be like, it's, you know, surrogate father. No, you already have plenty of children. Yeah, whatever happened to Billy Halifax character arc? No, yeah, I'm doing a Space Academy thing soon. No, please, no one write a child into this fucking show. That would be stupid. I'm not for it. Yeah, no one is for it. All right, let's find those traitorous fat cat red shirts. Also, help me find a honey bucket. I got a taper of grumpy. I don't understand any of words you use. Yeah, he wants the toilet. He's got to take a shit. Yeah. Yes, Lev has honey. He needs to Grumpy typer too. Nailed it. Come on, Dr. Smoggy. We've been here for fucking hours. Well, I mean, they're in this general fucking vicinity. Right, well, that narrows it down to like 5,000 redshirt cunts. <laughs> All right, well, maybe we should split up. Well, we may never find each other again. Uh, Slev might be for that. Right. Yeah, yeah, you cunts go that way. We're going to go this way. Oh, no, Captain, look. No, there's my clones on the stage. Yeah, if I could have your attention, please. No, goddammit, it's Matthew Pinar. I just want to say that the redshirt commune mothership project couldn't happen without you guys. Holy shit, that my redshirts are part of the core staff here. Yep, I think there's some of the organizers. Well, you did use Fat Cat templates. I didn't know they were going to help organize. 
organize a revolution for fuck's sake? Hey, there's cat sex. What are you going to do? Huh? Nah, for fucking... <laughs> Captain's diary. Stardate's, you know, bunch of numbers. Would you like me to provide the Stardate, Captain? Just timestamp this wave when you save it, for fuck's sake. Yes, Captain. Me saying it all the time is not fucking useful. I'm sorry, Captain. Make me some fucking toast, toaster. Right away, Captain. Are you okay? I don't fucking know. Well, this is weird for me to say to you, Captain. I'm not sure I've ever said it before, but mm. you did the right thing. Yeah, whatever. That is funny. You'll never do the right thing. Hey, hey, maybe he's getting a <laughs> character act. What? Shit, fuck you. Fucking alien. Hey, fuck. This is getting pretty old, eh? Fuck, we need a Dr. Schmoggy bell. You've been saying that for like a season and a half. Whatever, Captain's Diary. Fuck, we found my shuttle. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Lieutenant Sites. But they turn it into living hippie shit. Right, my red shirt sold it to some hippies and they turned it into a hippie shuttle and they were living in well, it. Well, I'm happy to say we finally did the right thing. Yeah, I don't want that thing back. It smells like human tinkle. Well, I pretty much lived in it for however long. Like 9,000 years, give or take, whatever. You know what I mean. Oh, yeah, that reminds me. Computer. Yes, Captain. Start the self destruct sequence of my former shuttle. Yes, Captain. Wait, wait, what the fuck are you doing? I'm blowing up my former shuttle. Uh, Captain, a bunch of clones live in that. Right, I noticed they were clones when I checked out the shuttle and flipped on the little transponder thing. Oh, you stack of garbage with shoes. No. Computer, abort that order. I'm not instructed to follow your orders, Lieutenant Beyond. Yeah, suck on that, bitch. Oh. The shuttle has been destroyed, Captain. If I can't have it, nobody can. You fucking monster. Out of a tube. He's Gunner Halifax. He's gone beyond the moon, it's true. He's Gunner Halifax. He's seen the world from a different kind of view from He's you. He's Gunner Halifax. He's seen the pyramids on Mars. He's Gunner Halifax. He's flown his spaceship really far. He's Gunner Halifax. Lieutenant's Journal. Stardate 1007961 Give or take a point oh one. I said that. Yep, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's just me and bartender bot. We're at the back of the ship at the bar. Fucking sick of this bullshit. First of all, my insurance is connected to this job, sir. Oh, that's right. You are welded to the bar, so... I, I get it. I shouldn't be bitching to you. Oh, there you are. Oh, hey, Lieutenant Slides. Oh, you'll be starting with that, Slav. Oh, something happened to me today, Slav. It was the corn dogs. They gave me diarrhea, too. No, it wasn't the corn dogs. It was at the Red Shirt Revolution rally. Oh, yeah, that was weird. No, after I saw Dr. Schmogie sneakily eat, like, 17 of those red shirts... Oh, fuck. I think I might be a red shirt at heart. What were you trying to say? I think I'm gonna keep my eye on them. Okay. And, like, throw some money on their Patreon or some shit. What, so they can have their own spaceship? Dude, they're doing it, and people from our ship are the fucking people in charge. Well, I don't know. Having nope. spaceship filled with Jason Clayser, Matthew Bernard, Lucifina Lightbringer, Jasper Garland, and Don Fisher. It sounds kind of scary to slav. Oh, it's amazing. Well, lucky for all of us, space is very big. Oh, I think it's cool, so I'm just gonna keep track. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, do you want a drink? I don't know why you want to sit by this bartender, but he's a piece of shit. <laughs> you don't say that about Moscow. Why can't you two be civil? <laughs> you don't know my no, mother. Put the chair down, Slav. Go ahead, all right, my friends, it's a triple feature of all Nurse Fairy Rhymes. Please make it stop. We'll start with The Princess and the Pea. Sleep, sleep, little baby. Sleep, little baby, you sleep. Scatcast is here to harvest your fears and show you the horrors of life. It's Scatcast Nursery Rhymes. <laughs> really fairy tales, but whatever. Well, hey, you little puke machines and shit factories. Yeah, it's I... time for another story with Scatcast Nurse Fairy Rhymes. I don't want to. I want to go. Well, you can want in one hand and slap yourself with the other hand, because that's life. Here's a little story by Hans Christian Andersen called The Princess and the Pea. Once upon a time, there was a prince who wanted to marry a princess. I'm um, prince, whatever. Now, because of the rules of the monarchy, you know, hyper-inbreeding, yeah, calm down, Spanky, the prince had to make sure that his princess would be a real princess. Yeah, hey, baby, can I see your hereditary papers? Uh, I guess. And come to find out, there's a lot of counterfeit princesses. Now, see how your hereditary line goes from a pole into kind of a tree? I don't like that tree part. Well, that's when my uncle married my cousin. Yeah, fourth cousin. I don't think that counts. Off with her head. Whoa, dude, what? Oh, right here, right here. Excellent. All right, boys, let's go find me a lady. Yes, my lord. And so the rich prince traveled the world like a bachelor ass. He went to all the places that rich cunts find their mates. Oh, yeah. He went to clubs. Hey, are you a princess? I'm on Right on, I have syphilis. He went to and participated in horsey polo tournaments. So what do you like? I love the horses. Right, as a princess, what do you think you'd spend your time doing? 
I would fight for horses. Right, I'll get back to you. And most of all, he loved to spend his time hunting poor peasant cunts for sport. Ah, uh, let the manhunt begin. It's the true gentleman's game. Yeah, it's too bad they changed the rules so we can't fuck their dead corpses after we kill them. Times have changed. I still want to kill and fuck the corpses of the poor, as you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and I'm not sure where Scatcast is going with that. Yeah, manscaping and stay fresh are going to be all over this shit. Now back to the story. There were princesses enough for the prince. Oh, yeah. But he had set himself some pretty unrealistic expectations. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm a prince. The douchey prince said to the narrator. I'm not the narrator, bitfuck. We agreed to that grizzle. Yeah. So the prince continued to search for his brat. Hey, baby, you're looking pretty good. Can you open your mouth so I can look at all your teeth? Oh. Yep. Okay, you slapped a prince off with her head. Oh. Yeah, you shouldn't just hit people. Fucking kill her. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. It's good to be royalty. And after sowing his royal oats and killing folk, he returned home sad. I'm sad. For I very much would have liked to have met a real princess. Dear evil pagan gods, I would like a princess that looks like Jessica Rabbit. And when she farts, she smells like fresh baked cookies. You can surprise me with how the nipples look. And then the prince chased around a chambermaid trying to give her a syphilis. Touch my royal peen. Now one evening, a terrible storm came on. I did all the storm shit. Thunder, lightning, raining in torrents. And suddenly a knocking was heard at the castle gate. And the old king, the prince's father. I'm coming, fuck. He went himself to go open it. Where the hell's my butler? You had him executed yesterday, sir. That's right. Why didn't you open the door? I'm sorry, sir. Execute yourself. Yes, sir. I'm waiting. Oh, yes, sir. See in hell. Still got it. Yikes. So the king opens the door. Who the fuck? Oh, hello. But good gracious, it was a princess standing at the door. A princess, you say? Yeah, I'm princess, whatever. Yeah, well, you look like a soggy rat. The king said aloud because his social and emotional intelligence was whack. Yeah, look, my makeup's running and my hair's fucked up, but let me in. I'm a princess. And the dumb shallow king looked at the princess and said, My son's a garbage person. You should probably get the fuck out of here. And the princess was just looking for a place to stay. They didn't come here to marry the guy. I just wanted to fucking get out of the ring. And the king looked at his queen, who had come down to see what was the matter. And he could see that his queen was like, whatever, bitch. My queen hates other women. Which was the custom at the time. And the queen, in silence, showed the little so-called princess to her chambers. Now, this is my bedroom. And the queen looked at her and then snapped her fingers. And a bunch of servants popped out of the walls and jumped out of the ceiling. And they quickly took all the bedding off the bedstead. And there they laid a pee at the bottom. And they took 20 mattresses, every fucking mattress in the castle. And they laid them on top of that pee like a fucking bunch of idiots. And then they took 20 of them, you know, NASA foam things and stacked them on top. And the princess noticed like, what the fuck? You guys want me to sleep 30 feet in the air? And the queen said nothing. And thank you for your hospitality. And that so-called princess had to sleep 30 feet in the fucking air all night long. I have to go to the bathroom. Can somebody give me a ladder? But no one did. And all night she tossed and turned. What a bunch of fucking weirdos. And in the morning she was asked by the king how she slept. Man, sorry about my wife. She's weird. How'd you sleep? I slept like shit. She said. Yeah, I barely closed my eyes all night. And the king and his servants leaned in to hear her complaints. I don't know what you fucking did to this bed, but with all these mattresses, there was something hard as fuck poking me all night right in the back. Just poking me. And the king looked at his staff. I'll be down. And the so-called princess continued. Look at my back. It's all black and blue. Oh, well, there you go. Because you see, they all knew that she was a real princess. For only a person of true opulence and bouge fuckery would notice a little pee. A tiny discomfort amongst the lavishness of comfort that was provided. It bruised my back and shit. There was no bruise, yeah. just bouge. Well, she's a real princess, that's for sure. And so the prince was alerted. I'm just here for some shelter. But the prince came by and was like, Hey, baby, yeah. I see you're a real princess. Mm. Want to be my princess? And she was like, I feel like I have less of a choice than this. And he was like, You're my princess now. And he took her as his wife because justice and stuff. Mm. And the pee that showed her purity of princessness was put into a museum where all the morons could look at it for some reason. Until some dipshit stole it and ate it, I guess. But whatever, who cares? Mm. The end. Alright, so that story is about a prince who uh, gets whatever he wants with no consequences. And it kind of pokes holes in all the fairy tales that we humans have believed for all these fucking eons. We're all dumb cunts. No one knows what's going on. And then the princess is the pee and some shit. See you next time, chitchen. Somebody light me up a marijuana. 
All right, that's one of the nurse fairy rhymes. That's plenty. All right, well, now it's the little match girl. Oh, boy. Yeah, this one's dark. Here we go. It's got cuss nursery rhymes. <laughs> really fairy tales, but whatever. <laughs> whatever indeed, you little sacks of dihydrogen monoxide and tinkle. Welcome to another Skycast nurse fairy rhyme. Now we return to the world of Hans Christian Andersen, and it's the story of the little match girl. Okay. And it's sad as fuck, because Hans Christian Andersen hates you, children. Mm. And this is how the world works. Once upon a time, it was snowing and cold as fuck. It was nighttime of the last evening of the year. And in this cold and darkness, there went along the street a poor little girl. Hello, it is fucking cold. And this poor little thing had nothing to cover her head and had bare feet. Yeah, my parents are garbage people. Now, it's true that when she left home, she had some slippers on. Mama's trying. But they were way too big for her, and one of them fell off and she lost it. Well, that will equal a beating. And then the other one was lost when some random kid just took it. Jokes on them, I have a rare but deadly foot fungus. Yikes, and there she was just walking the street. Her tiny naked feet quite red and blue from the cold. None of you adults want to help? Okay. But no one did. Aren't my curls curly enough, you fucking asshole? Now, you have to be wondering why a little girl would be out on the streets at night. Yeah, again, garbage parents. While she was a six-year-old little sales lady. Hello, sir. I'm freezing. Please buy my product. And she was no Zig Ziglar. I'm six and I have no shoes. Well, her product wasn't great either. Hello, sir. Would you like to buy a book of matches for a farthing? Thank you. I'm a little girl wearing no shoes. Feel good about yourself. Yes, she was selling matches. I got matches here. Three books for a hogshead. Six books for a frog stick. As frog sticks and hogsheads were the currency of the time. I'll give you a cricket taint for a book. I don't accept cricket taint. And besides that one cricket taint offer, no one else even bothered to notice her. Half-naked child in the streets could use some help. Nobody? She was a picture of sorrow, the poor little thing, trembling with cold and hunger. I'm pretty sure my parents should be in jail. Now it was really coming down. The flakes of snow covered her long, fair hair. And it seemed like everyone around her was doing fine. There were candles lit in all the windows. And the smell of roast goose engulfed her, torturing her empty belly. Everybody's happy but me. And everybody seemed to be pretty joyous, for it was New Year's Eve. Excuse me, drunk people, could you spare a farthing? (laughs) Like a button or something? Okay. And the adults that did recognize her seemed to mock her. Oh, way to freeze, no shoes. Your parents don't love you. Yeah. (laughs) You're mocking a shoeless child. Enjoy your life. Now to try and get some warmth, she sat down in a corner formed by two houses. It's called an alley? Don't make me stop cheering for you. Whatever. (sighs) She tried to stem the cold by rubbing her feet and putting her feet underneath her, but nothing could warm her up. This is some bullshit. This is some bullshit. She also knew she couldn't go home, for she hadn't sold a thing and her father would beat her. I should have probably taken that cricket stain. Without a match sale, she wasn't welcome in the house. They should bury my dad under the jail. But the house she lived in wasn't great either, because it didn't have any walls. It did have a roof, though. Goddamn, what does your dad do for a living? Well, as a six-year-old, from what I can tell, he drinks alcohol and beats my mom. All right, calm down, Scatcast. Shit. Right. Now, at this point, her little hands were almost numbed with cold. If only I had something that I could warm my hands with, the little matchbook sales lady said. Oh, fuck, I have matches. So she took a single match out of the bundle. Oh, Papa's not gonna be happy. But she said, fuck that guy, and struck the match against the wall. Oh. And oh, how it blazed and burned. I like starting fires now. It was a warm, bright flame like a candle. I like the pretty light. And it was a pretty light. Oh, yeah. Now, in this light, it really seemed to the maiden as if she were sitting in a large room with an iron stove. Oh, good. Now I'm hallucinating. She could see the stove clear as day with burnished brass feet and a brass ornament on top. Ooh, bougie. The fire burned with almost a magic influence. It warmed so delightfully. Thank you, fire. I love you. And as she went to stretch her feet towards the fire, the little flame went out. Oh, fuck you, fire, you cunt. And the image of the warm room and the stove disappeared. Oh, I'm in an alley cold as fuck again. And all she had were the remains of a burnt out match. Well, this sucks. So she struck up another match against the wall and it too burned brightly. I wonder if I could legally change my name to Firestarter. And like before, something magic happened. Is it a sandwich? No. Some shoes? No, but where the light fell on the wall, Mm. the wall became transparent like a veil. Oh shit, I can see through the wall. And through the wall, she could see a table with a spread like you ain't never seen. It was super bougie with a snow white tablecloth and a splendid porcelain service. That teacup's worth more than my family's house. But it was the food that made her drool. There was a roast goose, deviled eggs, lucifer legumes, satanified sandwiches, and Beelzebub's biscuits. What? These people like the decadent food. Okay. But then like a bad acid trip, the dead goose got up with the knife (gasps) in its belly and came over to the girl. (gasps) Fucking hello. And just as a headless roasted bird was about to speak, (gasps) the flame of the match went out, and only the brick wall in the alley remained. What is in our 
our city's water supply. Now, she was a bit hesitant to let the next match, because a reeling, roasted, headless goose dancing around is kind of hard to make sense of. What the fuck did I just see? But she lit the third match anyway. Whoa. And this time, she was sitting under the most magnificent Christmas tree. Wow, it's still cold as fuck, though. But this tree was larger and had more decoration than even the richest cut in town had. It still smells like the tinkle of an alley, but wow. Thousands of little lights were burning on the green branches. And on one of the branches, she saw a little rodent kind of thing, like a squirrel or a ferret. Oh, hey, little buddy. I was in the rock and found some coffee. Oh, yeah. But before she could answer, the match went out. Oh, bye, little buddy. And she watched the tree rise higher and higher into the sky and then became the stars. Seriously, what is in our water? And at that moment, a shooting star shot through the sky. Ooh. She remembered something that her grandmother said. That means someone just died. For her grandmother, the only person who ever really loved her and who had died last year, had told her that when a star falls, a soul ascends to God. Makes sense to me. And so she drew another match against the wall. And again, magic occurred within the light. Grandma? And it was in the luster there stood her old grandmother. Oh, grandmother. The grandmother smiled so bright and radiant, so mild, and with such an expression of love. Oh, grandmother, how I've missed you. The grandmother smiled. Oh, please take me with you. You're going to go away when the match burns out. The ghost grandma tilted her head and gave her a look of empathy. Oh, please don't disappear like the warm stove and that weird dancing headless goose or the Christmas tree with the rodent. And in her desperation, she lit all the matches against the wall, for she was certain she wanted to keep her grandma near. Please don't leave. And the matches gave such a brilliant light that it was brighter than at noonday. I think I may have set a building on fire. And never had the grandmother been so beautiful and so tall. Me, Ma, the earth sucks. And the grandma ghost took the little maiden on her arm, and they both flew in brightness and in joy so high, so very high. The little girl looked down at the city below as she was above the cold, above the snow, and she felt her hunger go away, and her anxiety, and they were with God. Oh, fuck, I died. I was the shooting star. But there in the alley, at the cold hour of dawn, sat the poor little girl. She had rosy cheeks with a smiling mouth leaning against the wall, frozen to death on the last evening of the old year. Stiff and stark sat the child there with her matches, of which one bundle had been burnt. She wanted to warm herself, people would say, but no one had the slightest suspicion of what beautiful things she had seen. No one even dreamed of the splendor in which with her grandmother she had entered on the joys of a new year. Then she came back as a ghost and haunted the fuck out of that alley. The end. Alright, but that was dark as fuck. Little poor child died on the streets. And good old Hans Christian Anderson turned that into something about a beautiful thing about God. You'd think God would just give the child some shoes instead of killing the child. You know, mysterious ways and all. See you next week, Chitrin. Be very, very afraid of God. He's gonna kill you. Alright, had to do a little bit of blasphemy for crying out loud. You're pretty filthy. God is gonna kill you. Yeah, none of us get out alive. Here's Puss in Boots. Ugh. It's Scott Kessner's Three Rhymes. <laughs> really fairy tales, but whatever. Hello, Chitrins. Hello. I've noticed you haven't shot yourself for 15 minutes, so it's time for a story about a kitty. There's a kitty died. Well, I can't tell you how the story ends. I don't want a dead kitty. You Chitrin are catching on about these fairy tales, aren't you? Here's Puss in Boots by Charles Perrault. Once upon a time, there was an old miller. I'm always the old guy. Shut up, Dad. And then he died. Well, I'm done. Pay me. And upon his death, he left his three sons some shit. And really all he had was his mill, his ass, and his cat. The eldest got the mill. Oh, that's not. The middle kid got an ass. Okay. And the youngest who was kind of a dirty kind. Hey, what's that supposed to mean? Meaning you should wash your ass. Oh, yeah, probably. He got the cat. What am I supposed to do with a fucking cat? I mean, his brothers kind of laughed at him. And no shit, Dad hated you, I think. Oh, I do. You guys are set for life. What am I going to do? Eat this fucking cat? I can make a muff of his skin. He said, confusing us all with what a muff is and what a muff used to be then. I'm going to die of hunger. And the brothers laughed and told him to piss off. And as the third brother went to strangle the cat, the cat, who heard all this shit but pretended as if he had not, he said to the dude with a serious voice, Dude, hold on, bro. I'm a talking cat. And the dirty brother was like, what? Did you just talk to me? Now check it out. You just give me a bag and a pair of boots made my size and I will scamper through the dirt and the brambles and you shall see that I'm a kick-ass kitty. Now the man heard the talking cat and of course the talking cat part was a little weird. I could probably sell him to the freak show, he thought, but he didn't have much confidence in what the cat was saying. I'm, I'm serious. I'll make you famous, brother. And the stinky man thought about it because he had seen the cat before. It had played many cunning tricks to catch rats and mice. And he was like 75% certain he saw the cat play guitar one time. Fuck yeah, I can play the guitar. And so the dude thought to himself, well, I guess I could give the cat a chance and if he fucks up, I can make him soup. And so the man 
went about collecting what the cat asked for. A big bag and a pair of sexy thigh-high cat boots. Now we're fucking talking. And as the cat looked at his tight-ass boots and put the bag around his neck, he said to the man, Dude, you should wash your ass. And then he went out into a warren where there was a great abundance of rabbits. A warren is a place where rabbits live. And he put bran and so thistle into his bag and stretched himself out at length yeah. as if he had been dead mm. and waited for some young rabbit. Oh, yeah. A rabbit too young to know the deceits of the world. Fuck him. I'm looking in the cat sack. Come to kitty. And it took no time at all for rabbit after rabbit to stumble into his bag. And one by one, the kitty killed the bunnies. That's what kitties do. Most of the time, it snapped their neck, but sometimes he'd play with them, you know, torture them. What are you gonna do? And he was proud of his bounty, so he took it straight to the king. Surprised by a talking cat, they were like, fine, talk to the king, fucking whatever. Uh, hey, Mr. King. Yes, what? Uh, sir, I brought you a rabbit of the warren, which my noble lord, Marquis of the Carabas, which was the name that the puss just made up for his master, has commanded me to present to you, my majesty. Oh my god, I love cute little bunnies. Let me see them. Oh, there you go. Oh my god, they're all fucking dead. Yeah, they're for meat, you know. I thought I was getting cute bunnies, but I get dead meat. Okay. They hope so. We'll make for a great feast. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. I'll feed it to the help. Yes, perfect. Thank you. When the king was prompt, he didn't have to feed his people on his own dime for a change. You tell thy master, the king said to the talking kitty, that I thank him and that he does me a great deal of pleasure to my pocketbook and to my heart. I love him. Thank you. Now might be a good time to introduce this guy. What's up? The ogre who lived in a beautiful castle not far from the king. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Why am I so fugly? An ogre was hard on himself because he didn't look like Brad Pitt. I ain't doing 500 sit-ups a day. But luckily for this ogre, he had the magic power of changing his shape. If only I looked like something cool. How about this? And the ogre changed himself into a beagle because that's the cutest thing of all fucking time. Yeah, that's probably too cute. How about this? And so he went for another dog, Labrador Retriever Puppy, also very cute. All right, how about this? And he became Tom Selleck. Now that's a fucking mustache. And so the ogre just fucked around with his powers all day in his castle. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Giant peen, go! Damn, dude. Oh. Watch out where you're swinging that. <laughs> Sorry. Now back to Puss in Boots and his little mission to make his master proud. I'm gonna make him rich so he doesn't kill me. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, he continued catching animals for the king. Oh yeah. Oftentimes he would catch a bunch of partridges. Get in the bag. <laughs> and like he had done before, he would go to the king. Are you the smartest kitty ever? I'm pretty badass. And you've sliced my catering bill in twain. Right. And all the while, he was building up that reputation of this Marquis de Carabas. My master sends his regards. Will you tell your master I love his pussy? Aww. And then the king ordered the puss in boots to the kitchen to have whatever he wanted to eat or drink. This is a pretty good gig. And the cat continued on like this for two or three months. But the cat wanted to escalate its plans further. It's time for phase J7. So one day, when the cat knew that the king would be out riding around in his carriage with his daughter, the most beautiful princess in all the world. I'm always the most beautiful princess. Yeah, yeah but you like seriously are. No, I know. He put his final plan into motion. All right, it's fucking go time. So he went to his master, the dirty bastard that was going to kill him. Well, there you are, kidding. Yeah, check it out. And he laid out his plan. If you listen to me, you're going to be set for life. Now, you said that months ago. Right, and I put together a pretty complicated scheme to get you to jump from the lower class to the upper class. Now, the stinky brother was still skeptical. Well, why should I listen to you? All you got to do is trust me, and you got to take a bath. A bath? Yeah, down in the river. But it's like shitty outside. Dude, you got to take a bath. But my dingleberry patch. Right, that's the problem. Well, I don't know. And the kitty looked the dude in the eye with those kitty eyes, and he said, Just listen to me, you dumb fucking cunt. Take a bath and leave the rest of me. And the Marquis de Carabas did what the cat advised of him. Taking a bath. It's fucking cold in this river. He complained. But while he was washing and bitching, the king and his princess passed by in the king's carriage, and puss in his thigh highs began to cry out. Help, help, my lord Marquis of Carabas is drowning. And the king heard that shit and stuck his head out the carriage window. I'm sorry, is there a rich person in trouble? And seeing that it was a cat who had so often brought him such a good game. That's that talking cat that's feeding everybody. Oh, good kitty. The princess said. And the king commanded his guards to run immediately to the assistance of his lordship, the Marquis de Carabas. Save that rich cunt quickly, he's got a talking cat. And as the soldiers drew the Marquis out of the river, the shrinkage is from cold. The cat came up to the coach and he told the king. While my master was washing, some like ninjas came out and stole his clothes. And the king was like, fucking ninjas, right? You're telling me. And the king just so happened to have an extra set of clothes. I have 13 wardrobes with me at all times. I have 47. Whoa. Also, this time period is very stinky. Oh my god, my awesome pits. Oh, and my girl, your breath. Like, you could talk, father. And after their weird banter, the king immediately commanded the officers of his wardrobe to run and fetch one of his best suits for the Lord Marquis of Carabas. And the Marquis looked at his cat, and the cat said, just go with it. And 
the man was like, fuck yeah, this shirt's worth more than my life. And the king received Marquis de Carabas with great kindness. You know, I've received all the gifts that your cat has brought me. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. The man said, not knowing the extent at all of what the cat had been up to. Well, happy to whatever. And the king, without hesitation, looked over at his daughter and was like, my daughter's single and you're pretty hot. Oh, you're embarrassing me, father. Oh, it's nice to meet you. So there's some sparks flying there. But the cat wasn't done. As the king took the Marquis into his carriage, they continued to head down the long road. And now the next phase of the cat's plan unfolded. You see, the cat had gone to great personal expense to put up large billboards. One after another down that road they read. The property of Marquise de Carabas. My goodness, do you own everything? Oh, well, you know. The man himself had no fucking idea what was going on. This is pretty impressive, bro. Also, I just washed my ass. Now the cat wasn't done with his final plan. One more thing to do. Now you see, the land that they had been passing on belonged to the ogre. And don't you think for a second the cat didn't know that? It's all part of the plan. And ahead of the king's carriage, he went to the ogre's castle. And the ogre came to the door when the cat knocked and said, Yeah, what the fuck you want, cat? Well, you see, I'm with the king and the marquis, and I wanted to come pay my respect to the ogre. Yeah, piss off. But the cat persisted. I heard you had the power to change into anything you wanted. And the ogre in his pride was like, Fuck yeah, bitch. Well, that's pretty cool. Can I see? And without hesitation, the ogre transformed into a whole bunch of shit. Like a bear, and then an elephant, and then a dragon. See, I'm fucking powerful. And the cat was like, Fuck me, yikes. But he had bet on the hubris of the rich ogre. Now, being a dragon is powerful, yes, but what about something small like a fly? And the ogre, now dragon, was like, Fuck yeah. Of course I can turn into a fly. And they fucking did. And about that time, the king, his daughter, and the marquee pulled up. They had been following the billboards that the cat had made. Wow, what a swanky castle. It's nicer than mine. The king said, his daughter giggling. I shit out my window. And it was right about this time that the cat pounced on the fly that was once the ogre. Killing it. And the cat ran to the king's carriage and said, Your majesty is welcome to this castle of my lord Marquis de Carabast. Oh. And the king was blown away. Wait, this is your castle? Wow, I guess so. This is very impressive. And so the king bequeathed his daughter to the man. She's yours, Haber. Father, what? Oh, boobies. Oh, boy. And the marquis became like a prince or some shit. And he and the princess had a bunch of ugly fucking titrants. Those are ugly kids. Meanwhile, Puss and Boots became the general of the king's army and later led a coup d'etat over the Marquis de Carabas, thus becoming Puss in Boots the Warlord, Fuck whose reign of terror lasted for nine long lives. The end. Alright, I'm not sure if that was the traditional ending there that was originally written. I feel like Charles Perrault would be sad, but I think we can all walk away learning that the underlying morals here are when a cat talks to you, you should trust it. Especially if it's got some sexy-ass boots on, baby. See you next time, children. From California, favorite human in the world and wife to me, Mrs. Scriptkeeper! Yep, love of my life right there. And starting at Shitbox Wizard from Indiana, Donald Fisher! And starting at Discord, Dookie Slayer from Ohio, Chris Brooks! Chris Brooks, Chris Brooks. And starting at Scat Cats Quartermaster from Texas, 900 time time suck trivia champion, Bodie Soliette! That's right, Bodhi Senyata, Dipshit Files Researcher. Also starting at Button Pusher, Steve the Button Pusher guy. That's right, and then we have, you know, Tim the Intern, who sucks. Yep, that's right. That's good, that's good on you. Info at scatcast.com. Scatcast.com for merch. Yes, Tim sucks. Patreon.com forward slash scatcast to help us. Five bucks a month gets you the inside scooper, which gets you all sorts of extra shit. And as always, we'll talk at you in the future. It'll seem like the present bye. <laughs> Bing bong. Fuck.